What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best of TJ in science and technology interviews. You're invited to join us to listen to select researchers and scientists share their rarely discussed rediscoveries in science and technologies. The time is now to come forward in our brains and process the discoveries that can now be applied to assist us to master the days, months, and years ahead. So sit back and let your mind soar while your brain processes the best science news our past that is very relevant to our lives today. Enjoy the best of TJN. Greetings, everyone. How are you? Welcome to Hygiene for Humanity. I'm your host, Nurse Sharon Cole, and I'm delighted to be here to share this wonderful information with you today. So before I get started, I'd like to remind you all that I am uh, a registered nurse. I am a part of the JUUL network, and JUUL is an acronym for Justifiably Enchanted with Enlightened Living. And we always are bringing you the science of life and living here at the JUUL network. So I am most delighted to be here, and like I said, I welcome and I'm so grateful that you all have showed up to partake in this wonderful information today. Today, I'm going to be sharing information about our teeth. Yes, our teeth. We all have them. We actually get two sets of them, and they are a wonderful indicator of the life that we live. And believe it or not, They also share information about the life that went on before we even were born in utero. They reflect the care that our mothers gave us by the food that they consumed. Yeah, they really do tell a story. You know, I've heard people say before that death begins in the colon. Colon is the place where, you know, our small intestines, our small colon is the place where we take in nutrients and assimilate them into our body and they determine our overall health. And the large colon is the place where food is eliminated. And whether or not it all gets eliminated or it's stagnant and stays behind, it clearly affects our health. So I'd like to say that life begins in the mouth. So we all need to know what we we can do to extend our life and for us to have a wonderful, healthy life. And most of all, how do we maintain the teeth that we grew? So many of us are losing our teeth, you know, even before we reach age 40 or 50. And that is uh, really not an indicator of living a long, healthy life. So today I'm going to share information with you on what you can do to provide the best possible care for the teeth and for the mouth as a whole. 
I'm also going to share information with you about the vitamins and minerals, the nutrition that you need to take in that actually nourish the teeth. So there's lots of wonderful information that I have to share with you today, and I'm so excited. Um, I encourage everyone to take some notes because you do want to remember uh, the information that I'm going to give you and please to implement it into your daily oral hygiene. So before I get started, I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to pay some bills, let the sponsors to you, and when I come back, I'm going to begin sharing this wonderful information with you. So I'll be right back. Humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders, HIV, Zika virus, Ebola, hypertension, meningitis, STD, Alzheimer's, and many others. These disorders are the results of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body. Most of us have learned how to drive a car, but have yet to learn how to care for and navigate our bodies. Enroll into the Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living to learn how to navigate and maintain a disease-free body. Visit us at www.juis.education or visit us on Facebook. Welcome back to the show. So like I said before, today our topic is about our teeth. And before I get into the information on the teeth precisely, I'd like to share some information with you on the origin of our teeth. Now, in previous shows, I've spoken to you about what is known as the germ layer. The germ layer um, is a collection of cells that are formed during the making of the embryo, which is known as embryogenesis. And there are three layers that make up this germ layer. We have the inner layer, which is referred to as the endoderm. We have the middle layer, which is referred to as the mesoderm. And then we have the outer layer, known as the ectoderm. So each of these three layers embryo at the beginning stages of life. Now, today I'm going to deal with the mesoderm and the ectoderm precisely. So the middle layer, uh, the mesoderm, is responsible for the beginnings of the pulp and the dentin and what is known as the cementum of the teeth. Now, also the other parts of our body that are formed from this mesoderm layer. I just want to go over those with you because everything is connected, and I want you to see the connection between the forming of the teeth and the other areas of the body that also develop from this mesodermal layer. So the general derivatives of the mesoderm include the muscular, skeletal, circulatory, excretory, and reproductive systems. So that's one, two, three, four, five systems that are all connected. And our, uh, the inner parts of our teeth, the pulp, the dentin, and the cementum of the teeth are all formed from this layer. So all muscle tissue, and that includes our smooth muscle that makes up our organs, our striated or cardiac muscle, all of our connective tissues. Our connective tissues refer to our bone and cartilage, 
our ligament and our tendons, tori organs. That means our heart, the blood, our lymph, lymph vessels, the lymphatic organs, blood, and all blood-forming organs. I also mentioned the excretory system. Our excretory system refers to the organs such as our kidney, the ureters, the trigome of the bladder, our, re- our reproductive organs, the testes, the ductus deferens, the seminal vessels, our ovaries, the uterine tubes, <clears throat> the vagina, and the serous membranes of the heart and the stomach, known as the, the lining of the stomach, known as the peritoneum, and also the cortex of the adrenal glands. So you listen to all of these systems and all of these organs that I have named and just know that all of these organs are formed from the mesodermic layer, which is the middle layer uh, of the germ layer that is being formed. So when the fetus is forming, well, actually it's the embryo, the stage before the, the baby becomes a fetus, all of these are formed from the same layer. They mean, that means they're made from the same tissue. They have a direct connection to each other. Now, the outer layer of the forming of the embryo, known as the ectoderm, derived from the ectoderm, are, is actually the nervous system and our sense organs and the entire cavity of our mouth and also our skin. Specifically, we have the outer layer of the skin, the epidermis, and its derivatives, which means that's our hair, our nails, our sweat glands, our oil glands, and our mammary glands. The spinal cord, the brain, and all of the nerves, the lens of the eye, the conjectiva of the eye, also the retina, the internal and external ear Um, uh, properties or uh, organs are also formed from this area, as well as the lining of our mouth and our nasal cavity, parts of our throat and our sinuses, the epithelial tissue of the salivary glands, and also the enamel of the teeth the anus and distal portions of the urethra and the medulla of the adrenal gland. So that is uh, a whole lot of systems and organs and tissues that are formed in the ectoderm. And all of these, like I said, um, are interrelated and interconnected. They arise from the same tissue. So I just want you to begin to see how one, how everything is connected and how one thing actually affects another. So the teeth are uh, clearly an indication of what's happening in the body. So you may first see things happening in the teeth, but know that they also affect these tissues of the body as well. So it makes sense that, you know, when people have issues with their heart, We also need to look at their teeth and the condition of their teeth. So now from the mesoderm, which is the middle layer um, of the three 
three layers of the, of the three primary layers of the forming of the embryo, I mentioned the pulp. Now, the pulp is the center part of the tooth, and it contains nerves and blood vessels. The pulp is essential for the health of the tooth since it provides the nutrition and the ongoing formation of the dentine. So, uh, you know, just listen to that. Pulp has the nerves and blood vessels. So, of course, what we eat is going to affect the quality of our blood as well as what we think. So our overall health is uh, going to affect our teeth as well as the state of our teeth affects our overall health. Now, just to give you a little information on the dentin, the dentin is a highly calcified material that makes up the bulk of the tooth. Over 75% of the tooth is the dentin. And the cementum that I mentioned is made uh, or excreted by what are known as cementoblasts. Those are cells within the root of the tooth. The cementum is softer softer than the dentin, and it actually has no blood vessels, but it receives nutrition through its own cells that are embedded into the pulp. So it receives nutrition from the blood and the nerves that are going through the pulp. So everything is actually connected. Now the ectoderm, which I mentioned is the outermost layer of the three primary germ layers of the embryo, um, is also responsible for the development of the mouth cavity the lining of the mouth, and for the enamel of the teeth. Now, the enamel is on the outside of the teeth. It's a very hard substance. However, it is still porous, but it's very hard, and often the enamel will erode. And, you know, I had been told before by the dentist that once the enamel erodes from the teeth that it's gone. But now I know that that is truly not true. Uh, The teeth are able to regenerate just like our bones. You know, they're made from the same thing. I just mentioned how the skeletal system is also derived from the mesoderm. So we know that if the bone has a break, the bone is able to be splinted or casted, and the bone repairs itself because the blood, the life that is running through the bone, is able to bring new cells and new nutrition to that area and causes it to repair. So if the bone and the teeth arrive from the same tissue, why wouldn't the teeth repair themselves just like the bones? So when I read that, I just had to think about that and realize that, you know, I was told some things that really weren't true. So, you know, it it gives me great pleasure to know that the teeth can truly repair themselves just like every other uh, organ system and tissue in the body. So, you know, a lot of us have been taught by the dentist that uh, if the tooth is um, has some decay or, you know, they have to fill it and they often, if it's really in really bad shape, tell you that you have to get it pulled and you need a root canal and, I just want everyone to think about that and take a step back. Before you actually consent to getting a tooth pulled, I think it's uh, you should step just step back and look at that and, and do some things to, number one, improve your oral hygiene, and number two, your nutrition. And I'm going to share information with you 
later on in the segment on just uh, what vitamins and minerals are actually necessary for you to do that. So we're going to take a short break and let our sponsors come in and speak to you. And when I get back, I'm going to start uh, in on letting you know about tooth care and how we can actually care for our teeth and keep them strong and healthy. So we'll be right back. With such a vast amount of research and medical investigation directed toward vitamins and minerals, it seems almost impossible to know what vitamins you need to take and what effect they'll have on your body. But not any longer. With my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, you will discover the true value and effect that each major vitamin and mineral will have on your body, mind, and overall health, and how to use vitamins and minerals to transform your health and daily life. To get my new book, Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethnoconsciousness, please visit thejewelnetwork.net. Welcome back to the show. So on the topic of tooth care, and I think it was just so appropriate that our sponsor came in and told us about vitamins and minerals from A to Z with ethnoconsciousness because vitamins and minerals are the way to basically keep our teeth healthy and strong as well as every system of our body. So uh, you do want to go to the Jewel Network e-store and purchase vitamins and minerals from A to Z with ethnoconsciousness Everything is written right there for you to see. So brushing, tooth brushing. You know, um, many of us think that brushing our teeth is the way to keep our teeth healthy and clean, and actually that is true. That is one of the things that we need to do. Um, I just have a little information here about uh, the toothbrush. It seems as though toothbrushing was first introduced during the 18th century. And it became common practice during the middle of the 18th century. With the introduction of the plastic toothbrush and nylon filaments, uh, the toothbrush became affordable for everyone. So, you know, we're all taught to brush our teeth at least twice or perhaps three times a day, and we're taught the correct way to brush. You know, it's gone back and forth from up and down to brushing horizontally, but it's really important to brush every surface of the tooth. You want to use a soft bristle toothbrush so as not to traumatize the gum because traumatizing the gum will cause, eventually will cause it to recede or pull away from the teeth. Um, So you want to brush all aspects of the teeth. Uh, However, brushing the teeth Um, from what I can find, actually only removes about 40% the uh, plaque or residue that's left on the teeth. So if we're looking at 100%, 40% is actually leaving 60% of the tooth that is untouched. So uh, in order to remove the plaque, Flossing, you know, flossing is actually just as important, if not more important, than brushing. So flossing is 
actually goes uh, between each tooth. And the proper way to floss is to actually form a U or like a C shape around each tooth and to go between the tooth up to the gum line to just pull down any plaque that is left uh, between the teeth. We know that when the stays there for too long, it forms a very hard substance known as tartar, and then you have to go to the dental hygienist to get that scraped off. So flossing is actually uh, way up there on the list with uh, dental hygiene, uh, more so than brushing. Now, the manual toothbrush um, basically and brushing earned a score of 30%, 30 to 40% uh, in removing plaque reduction. And I looked at a study that was done with various bristle designs, and most frequently uh, people use a flat toothbrush, at least according to this study, um, which was actually noted to remove less plaque than a multi-leveled angle toothbrush. Actually, an angle bristled toothbrush was found to remove more plaque than the flat bristled toothbrush. So you want a toothbrush that has, that has multiple uh, levels of bristles and you want one uh, or you want one that's angled. It was also noted that a small head on the toothbrush, and this also depends on the size of the mouth, was able to reach further back in the mouth and get more of the tooth surface than a bigger uh, head on a toothbrush. So that, again, like I said, depends on how big your mouth is. But brushing your teeth for two minutes, at least two minutes, twice a day, is the recommended uh, amount of time for manual brushing of the teeth. It was also noted that using a powered toothbrush, you know, you have the battery-powered toothbrushes now. So many companies make them. They also have them in small sizes for children. Or you can get, you know, the uh, brushes that are also powered by, um, I guess they're battery-powered, but you charge them on a little electrical base, and you probably only need to charge it once every two weeks or so and the charge really holds for a long t- a long period of time. And with that, uh, with those powered brushes, it's also recommended that a multi-directional brush head uh, gave the best uh, movement for brushing of the teeth. So you don't want the head of that brush to move in just one direction. It's called a multi-directional brush head, brush head movement, I should say. And also, believe it or not, there is a correct way to hold a toothbrush. So uh, it's recommended that the toothbrush is held between the the forefinger and the thumb and not really grasped in the hand with the four fingers where it is found that too much pressure is put on the toothbrush when you grab it with your whole hand and it actually puts pressure on the gum line, damaging the gum line. So there is a correct way to hold a toothbrush. So we don't want to hold it in our palm and grip it with our four fingers and actually put a lot of pressure on the precious gum, which we know there's a lot of uh, um, delicate tissue in the, in the gum, and we don't want to traumatize that. So it's really important to 
teach our children the proper way to hold a toothbrush and spend time with them brushing. And we know that when we develop uh, the proper technique, that we have a tendency to hold on to that. So if once we learn to do it the wrong way, <clears throat> we then have to relearn to do it the right way. So if we start out with the correct information on how to hold the toothbrush and how to spend time brushing each tooth and the surface of the tooth, as well as implementing a flossing regime, that's the beginning part of uh a good dental health and taking care of our teeth. Now, it's also recommended that that children under, especially under two years old, don't need uh, toothpaste. And you, I know that there are all types of toothpaste out there for children now. Um, I would definitely recommend no fluoride in the toothpaste. Fluoride is actually a poison, especially uh, for small children. They need special attention. Uh, to the products that are put in their mouth. So from what I can see, actually just brushing with water is an excellent way to clean their teeth. Um, If you prefer, you can use a, you know, high-quality sea salt with a little baking soda, but just not too much um, to brush their teeth. And also, if you do opt to use uh, a toothpaste, they really only need a very small amount in their mouth to get their teeth clean. And something that we all need to think about in addition to flossing is um, how do we clean the insides of the mouth? You know, we need to pay attention to cleaning the upper and lower lip as well as the um, inside of the cheek on each side just to kind of run the brush over that. And uh, especially in the morning when you get up and you've been sleeping all night, um, just to remove that film, and it also uh, makes the mouth smell fresher and taste fresher. So now speaking of flossing, you know, I, I mentioned that flossing is a great way to move, remove food between the teeth, but most importantly, it removes the plaque. So plaque is actually a film of bacteria that forms on your gum line. And like I said, if, if the plaque is left there and it's not removed, it, uh, it, you know, damages the gum line, and it also leads to the accumulation of tartar, which is a hard substance that builds up on the tooth. It's almost like cement. Uh, there's so many floss options out there. You know, you have the what is known as like the little placards, which is like a little plastic thing. It has a little handle, dental floss in between, so it's very easy to hold if you have trouble manipulating just the the string, the floss, which I know some people do. There is a technique to it um, that you can wrap the floss around the middle finger and then, uh, you know, after you break the floss off the roll, you have like a piece that's maybe 12 to 18 inches long and wrap it around the middle finger and then you grasp uh, a small piece of floss between the index and thumb and then go between each tooth. Like I said, like a C-shape and you really want to click up between each tooth and go around the surface. But for those who have trouble doing that, you can get the little placards and you just put that in between each tooth and, like I said, press it against the tooth structure and form like a C or a U around the tooth and really you want to scrape between each tooth and remove all of the plaque. Now, for uh, 
those of us who have larger spaces between our teeth, um, I know sometimes for myself, um, I would have to take the floss and double it over like three times to really get it to click up between each tooth to ensure that I was actually getting the whole surface. And then I discovered these wonderful uh, little brushes that are have a plastic handle, and the little brushes are, they come in two sizes. Oh, they come in many sizes, actually, but I uh, use two sizes, and there's a bigger size brush to go between teeth that may have a bigger space. So this ensures that you're cleaning the entire surface between the tooth. And if you have smaller spaces, you can get the smaller size. And you really want to go between each tooth and uh, just get all of the plaque off of that, and then you want to uh, rinse it out with some warm water. Or uh, you may choose to use uh, some type of mouthwash. But um, it's really important that we floss our teeth because that is how we're going to remove most of the plaque. And children should start flossing as soon as they have teeth. So I think that's really important. Now, before toothbrush came, toothbrushes came about, you know, what did people use to clean their teeth? And I know that in lots of... Uh, Indigenous, lots of indigenous may still do this, but um, there's something known as a chew stick. And I've used chew sticks myself. Uh, I think they're wonderful things to use. Um, Chew sticks are actually made from the twigs and very small branches of trees. And they prevent tooth decay and gum disease. The earliest uh, use of chew sticks date way back to uh, 3000 BC in Egypt. And uh, lots of people in the Caribbean as well as people from Africa and India uh, and probably also China use chew sticks instead of a toothbrush. And a chew stick is very uh, appropriate to use. Um, often they come from tr- uh, a tree that has uh, properties that are actually antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and offer um, natural chemicals from the tree that actually uh, help balance out things like uh, the blood sugar. And when I speak of that, I'm thinking about, uh, number one, the neem tree, N-E-E-M. The neem tree... uh, has been around and it's in, for a long time. It's indigenous to uh, India, to Africa, and to parts of the Caribbean. And it has a it has uh, many wonderful properties. But you can use a chew stick from um, twigs of a neem tree to actually clean your teeth. Now, uh, the neem tree has a wonderful quality in that it balances out the blood sugar. So it's an uh, anti diabetic um, properties, which can be, you know, gotten from the leaves of the tree to make a tea, but also when you use the twigs to clean your teeth, you're also swallowing the properties that are in the neem twig. So, you know, I've actually used them, and it has a little bitter taste, but it is very good for your body. I remember talking to um, a brother who had a tooth that was bothering him 
and he went to the dentist. The tooth was given him lots of pain, and um, the dentist told him that, you know, of course he had to get the tooth pulled, but he didn't want to do that. So he started drinking neem tea, and he started cleaning his teeth with uh, a neem chew stick. And he said he would just chew on that, and you can actually taste the um, bitterness of the um, neem when you have the chew stick in your mouth. And he did that for some time, a couple of weeks. And when he went back to the dentist, time he was pain-free, the dentist told him that, you know, the tooth looked much better and that it no longer needed to be pulled. So he actually healed his tooth. And um, I believe he also took some of the neem leaves and he would just chew on it and pack it around the tooth. So he was actually able to regenerate his tooth and no longer had to get it removed. So, you know, like I said before, just like our bones, our teeth are able to regenerate. We just have to really know how to take care of them. So um, I have a list here of some uh, trees that the twigs are used to make chew sticks, and that includes the sassafras, uh, lime trees, orange tree, tea tree, the neem tree that I mentioned, also, the the twigs from cinnamon, uh, I think cinnamon grows, yeah, it does grow on a tree or a huge bush. You can use those twigs, the walnut tree, olive tree, and also the dogwood tree. So, you know, chew sticks are a wonderful addition to uh, your daily oral hygiene. And the way you use the chew stick, actually, is you have to really soften up the end of the twig you know, just bite down on it and chew on it a little bit and fray it and uh, until the end becomes very soft. And it's almost like a little brush. And then you take that and you basically go around each tooth. In your mouth, you'll accumulate some of the uh, chemicals that are in the, in the twig. And you can swish that around and spit it out if you like. It's almost like a little mouthwash. So, you know, using chew sticks are very uh, advantageous. Uh, they're, they're inexpensive. They're essentially free if you have these trees in your yard. Um, you don't have to buy them from an outside source. Uh, it's very ecological because they're from the earth, and when you dispose of them, uh, they can go right back into the earth and be composted. And a chew stick can last you for, last you for up to two weeks. And the way you would care for a chew stick is, you know, once you end up once you finish using it for the day, you can actually cut that end off and throw it away and then start again tomorrow by softening up another piece of the chew stick and you just continue to do that. So one chew stick could last you depending how long it is, a week or two weeks. <clears throat> um, some twigs may need to be moistened with water if they become dry keep them soft because what you don't want to do is to damage your gum line with something hard. So you do want to keep it soft and um, so that it's very gentle on the gum line. And also if you're using the the, uh, chew stick, there's no need for toothpaste because you're getting the antibacterial and antifungal properties from the chew stick. So this has been around for many, many, many years and I often uh, incorporate using a chew stick into my oral care, and I think it's a wonderful um, wonderful asset. So I recommend if you haven't done it, give it a try. And um, for those of you who have done it, um, 
hopefully you're enjoying that. And, you know, it's just a wonderful alternative to including your oral hygiene. So now the other uh, aspect of our mouth that we really need to pay attention to is our tongue. And for several years now, there have been on the market several types of tongue scrapers. Now, I know when I was a child growing up, we were, you know, just told to brush our tongue with the toothbrush. But um, it's recommended um, now that to actually get a tongue scraper and that it's more effective uh, at removing toxins and bacteria from the teeth than the toothbrush. So there are many types of uh, tongue scrapers out there. Um, our tongue is also has uh, lots of grooves on it if you look at it closely and lots of crevices. Some are deeper than others. And the tongue scraper is actually able to get in between the crevices and remove uh, just leftover food and bacteria that are on the tongue. It also keeps the mouth fresh and prevents halitosis or bad breath. So, you know, the tongue with its crevices has a tendency to build up um, a, a film on it. So you want to you want to pay close attention to what the tongue looks like. The tongue should be a nice pink color. It should not have a thick white buildup on it or a yellow buildup or any uh, colored buildup on it. So, you know, looking at your tongue in the mirror is definitely part of your daily oral hygiene and it is an indicator on the overall health of your mouth. So if you don't incorporate tongue scraping into your daily hygiene, um, you need, it's something that you really need to think about starting to do. Another thing that the uh, to know is that the film on your tongue will also uh, build up on your taste buds, and the taste buds can become blocked, and you really won't be tasting your food to its maximum capacity. So when scraping the tongue, uh, you know there there's some metal tongue scrapers out there that are kind of shaped as a, like a U and it has a handle on it. So you really want to get that as far back on the tongue as possible without eliciting a gag reflex. Um, some people can suppress the gag reflex and other people have a very active gag reflex. So, um, you know, you don't want to elicit that. So it may take a little time for you to find the comfortable spot, but with practice, you will um, find out what, what that level is and how far back you can go. So before I continue with um, more information on tongue scraping, uh, the sponsors are waiting to speak to you, so I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. You're listening to The Jewel Network, justifiably enchanted with enlightened living, on the web at www.thejewelnetwork.com. And welcome back to Hygiene for Humanity. Yes, yeah, so tongue scraping. Um, just know that uh, when toxins and bacteria are left on our tongue, they also get reabsorbed into the body. So in order to keep our immune system healthy, 
um, we need to actually clean our tongue. And uh, we know that our immune system is actually will make us or break us. That is what that is our God-given little army in our body, and it protects us from any invaders. So anything that we can do to strengthen our immune system is um, actually give us a longer, stronger, and healthier life. So to clean the tongue scraper, basically you want to rinse it under hot water. And there are also tongue scrapers that come on a handle. They have plastic bristles and it looks like a brush. So if you are uncomfortable using the U-shaped metal scraper and maybe it's too big for your mouth or you find it awkward, there are options. Um, And you want to pass it over the tongue about four or five times and really scrape um, all of the, and you'll see the the, the, uh, yellow thick film come off of your tongue and your tongue will um, have a nice pinkish look to it. So, you know, scrape until you get it all off and then you want to wash your tongue scraper with hot water and um, let it dry. And each with each pass of the tongue scraper on your tongue, if you're finding that you're getting a lot of stuff off, you want to rinse it between each pass if necessary. So, um, toothpastes. Um, like I said before, uh, non-fluorite toothpaste is what I would recommend. There are also... Uh, um, there's toothpaste out there that's made from uh, natural products like neem, um, which is a wonderful thing to use. But uh, a lot of companies now are becoming conscious that people really don't want to use fluoride because we are aware that fluoride um, is actually a poison and most of the municipalities are fluorinating the water so we're getting enough fluoride in our body through the water if you're drinking fluorinated water. But um, you really don't have to take fluoride in via your toothpaste. I don't think it's the most healthiest choice. Choice. Um, so just to go over what toothpaste is, um, the basic ingredient for most toothpastes, toothpaste is calcium chloride, which is the stuff that chalk is made out of. Um, other things that are added to toothpaste um, is uh, some flavor. Um, of course, fluoride is added to a lot of them, which is said to prevent cavities, but actually to prevent cavities, you basically need good nutrition and oral hygiene. A lot of toothpaste has uh, sweeteners added to it in the form of xylitol. Some also have baking soda, which adds to the abrasiveness um, and allowing a, a cleansing action, scraping of the teeth. And some also have uh, a product in it known as sodium lauryl sulfate, which causes a foaming action. And sodium lauryl sulfate is also added to a lot of detergents and soaps. So that may be something that you would want to avoid. And if you don't want to use toothpaste, That's not a problem because there are also other things that you can use. You can use plain baking soda. You can use uh, baking soda and high-quality sea salt. The high-quality sea salt will also have minerals in it that will remineralize your teeth. So you don't want to just use any salt, but you really want to get a high-quality sea salt because it has more minerals in it that are healthy for your body 
overall, and most of all, will help remineralize your teeth. Uh, whitening um, toothpastes are also out there on the market, and um, whitening toothpastes often contain peroxide, and some of them have peroxide and baking soda. So <clears throat> the peroxide is said to remove uh, the stains on the teeth. Um, yes, you can use a um, peroxide uh, toothpaste with uh, baking soda added to it if you need to actually increase the whitening of your teeth. And this may take up to four weeks before you see an apparent, a, a difference in the appearance of the teeth actually uh, becoming whiter. But there's also something out there called teeth whitening gel. Uh, which is being promoted to uh, <clears throat> cause a uh, – a lot of people are actually getting their teeth uh, whitened with these gels. And you can also – there's a process that you can go to the dentist and have your teeth whitened. But i just like to uh, give a little insight on that because that's something that I had done and um, I would never have it done again. This process actually uh, weakens the enamel of your teeth because it's removing a protective layer. And I had my teeth whitened by the dentist uh, after I had my uh, Invisalign, you know, I completed my Invisalign therapy and whitening process actually hurt my teeth so bad. My teeth literally ached for a couple days and I couldn't eat. So... I did not know at the time that it was actually removing part of the protective layer of the enamel, and that's why it was hurting. Um, now I know that, but I would that is something that I would not recommend. Um, if you need to whiten your teeth, use you can use baking soda and peroxide, but uh, in no way would I recommend getting that whitening that is done in the doc, in the dentist's office. Number one, it's expensive, and number two, it really damages the enamel on the teeth, and it's very painful. I was really surprised that my teeth hurt for three days, and I was unable to eat. It was very uncomfortable. It was like a dull headache in all my teeth. So uh, now I know that the enamel of the teeth can be repaired, and that actually happens by uh, taking in the correct vitamins and minerals. But, you know, you don't want to um, hurt your teeth like that. Now, something interesting that I found was that according to a study that was done by the New Delhi Institute of Pharmaceutical Sciences and Research, um, many of the herbal toothpastes that um, are sold in India were adulterated with nicotine. Yeah, so I found that very interesting. Um, so you really want to be careful uh, what product you use on your teeth and, you know, put in your body or on your body as a whole. But um, these things are good to know. Um, I always say uh, I like to stick to the more natural things. Um, you know, my favorite thing to use to brush my teeth is, you know, baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, and some high-quality sea salt. So at least I know what I'm getting. Uh, from time to time, I will incorporate the use of uh, toothpaste. Company would actually put nicotine into a toothpaste. 
Now, if you have had uh, gum issues, if you have issues with receding gums or your gums are not healthy, I came across information on a product known as Denti Powder, D-E-N-T-I, Denti Tooth Powder. And Denti Tooth Powder is actually a Japanese product, and it's uh, charred eggplant with sea salt. And it actually is uh, black in color. It's a very fine powder. And because of the sea salt, it is salty. But it's 100% natural, and you only need a pinch of it on your toothbrush. And by brushing with this regularly, it um, cleans your teeth, freshens your teeth, reduces uh, you know, plaque and prevents tartar buildup, but also it, it uh, stimulates circulation to the gums. So we know that when we stimulate the circulation, we're moving the blood. The blood carries the nutrients that we eat in our food. It all gets passed on to the blood, so it actually helps to enliven the gums. So you can find uh, Denti, D-E-N-T-I, tooth powder online in uh, like the Kushi store, which was started by Michio Kushi some time ago. So just know that that is an option. Um, Another thing I'd like to mention is oil pulling. Oil pulling is a wonderful way to clean not only the teeth, but it cleans the cheeks, it cleans the gums, it cleans the tongue. And oil pulling is can be done with um, many types of oils. The most popular oils um, that are used are coconut oil, sesame oil, or sunflower oil. And uh, oil pulling is essentially using the oil as a mouthwash. So in order to do this, it's recommended that you flossing your teeth and getting in between the teeth, you're also opening up Uh, more space around the tooth and at the gum line for the oil to get in. So um, a tablespoon of the oil placed in the mouth and swished around for um, as little as five minutes, but the goal is to work up to 20 minutes. And you can do this once in the morning and once um, at night. And you you don't even have to do a very vigorous, swish, but you do want to make sure that the oil goes over all the surface of the teeth, each tooth, between the teeth, um, and like I said, over the tongue because it's going to freshen it. And You want to scrape your tongue before you do this to allow the oil to come in contact with as much of the tongue as possible. And so it goes on the over the teeth, the gums, and it, what the oil does is it causes the bacteria adhere to the oil and the bacteria get suffocated and then they dissolve into the oil. So uh, all bacteria are surrounded by a fatty lipid layer and it is this oily um, layer that keeps the bacteria isolated. So the fat layer around the bacteria is drawn to the fat in the oil. So like uh, substances are attracted Uh, So the bacteria in the mouth are drawn to the oil, pulls them actually out of the gums, out of the tongue, and away from the the cheek and just um, out of the entire oral cavity. So if you swish it around for uh, the goal is 20 minutes, and then you 
actually want to spit the um, oil in the trash can. Uh, you don't want to put it in the toilet, and you don't want to put it down the sink. It's filled with uh, lots of dead bacteria, so you just want to put it in the garbage. And also, especially if you're using coconut oil, which is solid below uh, about 75 degrees, um, it may clog up your drain, especially if you uh, don't run run it the hot water through it. To avoid any problems with oil in the drain, just spit it into the trash. So uh, numerous studies have been pu- published that actually show how oil pulling decreases uh, the bacteria called Streptococcus mutans, which is the main bacteria that causes dental decay. How about that? So oil pulling also activates the detoxification system and begins the body flushing out harmful substances such as heavy metals and chemicals. It also reduces inflammation in the mouth cavity. So like I said, uh, flossing and tongue scraping allows the oil to get deeper into the surfaces of the tongue and the gums. Um, You know, and if you're pressed for time, there's things you can do in the morning, you know, as you're getting ready, you floss and scrape your tongue first and then put your oil in and then go in the shower. Or then you go around and do whatever you have to do and so that you can swish for 20 minutes. It will save you some time. So, you know, you have to make time to take care of the, the body. Um, so, you know, these are just some uh, wonderful things that you can do. Um, I love my oil pulling. Um, one thing I do notice is that when I do my oil pulling, it also pulls mucus from like the nasal cavity and from the back of the throat. So every time I finish my oil pulling, I there's also phlegm in the back of my throat to be expectorated. That wasn't there before. So it clearly is pulling toxins from other places in the body. So um, your teeth feel much smoother. Um, the breath is fresher. And all, over time, oil pulling will also whiten your teeth because, you know, the teeth appear very solid, but they are actually porous. So the oil is getting in um, and it's removing discoloration, bacteria, food stains, and all of that. So once you complete your oil pulling session, you can actually brush the teeth and clean them good. And that can be done with just plain water if you need to, to use some sea salt and baking soda. Or if you prefer some toothpaste, preferably without fluoride. So... I see I'm at the top of the hour, and it's time to end my segment, but I have so much more information that I need to share with you on. I didn't even get to talk about the nutrition for the teeth, so I'm going to save that for next week So as I continue my segment on care of the teeth. Uh, I hope everyone took notes and will benefit from this information. Uh, And, you know, I just want to share some other information with you Uh, We also have very exciting things going on at the Jewel Network. We have our monthly webinars. And this month, our webinar takes place on the 27th, and it is going to be on our water and uh, what has happened to the water on our planet. So you don't want to miss this. Dr. Jewel has wonderful information to share with you, so you really want to get this information. We take pride in bringing you the science of life and living here at the Jewel Network. So 
check out uh, the website for our program things for each day of the week. And it's been my pleasure speaking with you. I'm Nurse Sharon, and I come to you sharing with you uh, knowledge on how to care for this fabulous uh, avatar that we have. And on Mondays, you can tune in to Dr. Jewel for the Balancing Program. She shares information on a uh, on many many topics to enlighten you and to bring you up, keep you up to speed with what's happening on our planet and how we can uh, also join in on uh, you know actually keeping our great mother, Mother Earth, um, as healthy as possible, so that we humans can be as healthy as possible. So we all have to work together. We're all entangled on this planet, and we need to learn to live together, and we need to correct the abuses that have been happening. So the only way we're going to do that is by a completing the development of our nervous system and getting more brain tissue. So you can find, all, find out all about that on Monday's Balancing Program with Dr. Jewell and also read about it on our website. So... Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been exciting sharing this information with you. And next week I'll be here same time, same place to complete uh, the information on taking care of our teeth. So have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye now. Take care. Thank you for listening to the best of TJN Science and Technology Interviews. Join us here every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Jewel Network, where you're invited to join us to listen to select researchers and scientists share their rarely discussed rediscoveries in science and technologies. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at thejewelnetwork.com or follow us on Facebook at The Jewel Network. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.